Greetings, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Plan B Success. We have Elizabeth Dodson with us today, and she's from California, and she's had a whirlwind of a career, too. She's been on the corporate side, has been on the startup journeys, and right now is the co-founder of Homezada, which is an online and mobile home management portal that helps homeowners manage their homes to save time, money, and reduce stress. So we'll find out about her, her story, as well as what her business is all about. So welcome, Elizabeth. Thank you so much for having me. I am excited to be here. Absolutely. Well, tell us who you are and what you do. Sure. So as you know, my name is Elizabeth Dodson. I am a co-founder of HomeSada, which is an online platform to manage your home. However, I didn't start there. I uh, grew up in the state of Maryland, and I went to school in the state of Maryland, so university. I received my undergraduate as well as my graduate degree there in, of all things, um, pure business. And part of the reason is because I love everything business, and I think business kind of makes the world go round in a variety of different ways. And knowing those principles about business is really important to understanding how you even run not only your company, but let's say you have a nonprofit, understanding the business aspects will help you succeed in that nonprofit and a variety of other industries as well. And so when I uh, graduated, there weren't a whole lot of jobs going on back in the 90s. And so um, I stumbled across a career in sales. And part of that was also in marketing, but sales is what I really thrived on. I really loved it. I loved connecting with the people. I loved solving problems for my customers. And because of that, I also stumbled um, into manufacturing and specifically technology manufacturing. So the hardware side of technology. And specifically, I was in um, a company and worked for a company in Maryland that was in the technology, hardware technology side of commercial construction. And a lot of people are surprised by that and they don't know much about commercial construction, but if you think of um, operating these large buildings and building these large buildings, they require a lot of tools to make that very efficient because their margins are very thin in commercial construction. So I was part of that company, um, small little company, loved it, uh, but was also recruited and met the individuals that started another company called Meridian Systems at the time. And that was all about the software side of commercial construction and specifically commercial construction project management and um, very complex aspect of managing a project. And this is involving the software. It's involving uh, understanding all the teams on a job. It's understanding all the equipment on a job. It's also about understanding the timelines on a job and the costs on a job. Very, very important in order to meet those guidelines on uh, those margins. And so with that said, uh, I moved from Maryland to California to be a part of this uh, small startup, um, as we know at the time. And then we helped grow that company. I was, a very, I was an early stage employee of that company, helped grow it. I was both in the sales and the marketing side, both on the um, direct sales, but most importantly, on the partner side of things, which I love making sure that we can grow um, companies, not only like our company at Meridian Systems at the time, but also our partner companies, like helping them grow as well with the use of selling our products. So with that said, we sold that company in 2006, grew it 
uh, took some late stage funding, really understand the fast paced environment of a startup, which is exciting. But also when we sold that company, it was during, um, we stayed and worked for the publicly traded company, which is a fabulous company, wonderful. However, during the 10 years of my time at Meridian, I had said to myself, why can we manage these beautiful buildings, but we still don't have something that can manage our homes? Our homes are as equally complex. We have a lot of um, vendors that we use. We have a lot of costs we have to manage. We have a lot of tasks we have to manage, like maintenance tasks. Everyone tells you to take a home inventory because you never know what could happen. And yet the solutions out there to take a home inventory weren't really great. And so how do we actually do this really efficiently so that it's documented, it's secure, and then I have access to, access to this information anywhere around the world? And so I'd look for a product and look for a solution for 10 years, actually. And as it happens, um, when we had sold this company and stayed and worked for the publicly traded company, one of my current co-founders came to me and said, I think you're onto something. Let's go and start another startup and let's be a part of that. And I was quite stunned because I was very happy with the company I was with. I was very happy in my role. But I looked at this as an opportunity and said, okay, if I don't do this, is it not going to get done? And I know that people need what Homes Out offers. And at the time, it wasn't even called Homes Out. It was just an idea. And I also knew that if we could help people managing all these tasks, especially preventative maintenance, then we can actually reduce some of the expenses that could occur with them. And I wanted to help people any, any way I could. Um, very similar to the way I would help my construction companies manage this construction project. So when my co-founder came to me and he said, let's start doing this, I thought he was crazy at first. Literally, I thought he was crazy. I was like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. But nope, here we are today. And I said, let's take that chance because I wouldn't be able to help people if I didn't. And today we are have been running Homes Out for almost 10 years. It's been very exciting. We continue to grow. Um, we have customers in all 50 states. Um, we focus on the United States. However, people outside the country also find us and they sign up. So we have customers in 20 countries outside the United States as well. And we have a lot of corporate partners in the insurance, the mortgage, the real estate, the home building industries and a variety of others. But all those industries that touch the homeowner can play a role either by using Homes Out of Professional or talking to us in our strategic methods by introducing Homes Out of to their customers. So it really does help homeowners be more efficient, help them save money, help them manage their time, and then ultimately stress less because they all know where everything is about their home in one single location. And it's a really, really exciting that I can be the one to deliver that. Awesome. So tell us a little bit about, you know, the, the business model of the company. Yeah, the business model is unique. There are, um, as I just discussed, there's two main types of customers. The ultimate customer is the homeowner. And so that business model is a subscription model. We have what we refer to as a freemium model. There's a free, a uh, second tier and a third tier. And all that can be found at homesada.com. And then we also service our partner communities. So our partner communities come in two flavors. Some think of it, they want to give the gift of Homes Out to their customers with branding inside the system. They can do that by simply signing up with Homes Out of Professional, and that's a transaction-based um, model, so subscription and transaction. Other of our partners 
they actually want to introduce homes out to their customers. They may have so many regulatory challenges that it's easier for them to introduce homes out to their customers rather than buying a gift for each and every one of their customers. And that model is still the subscription model because the customer ends up choosing end user, homeowner, ends up choosing whether or not they want to use Homesada and what tier they want to use. And then the partner company is a marketing engine for us. So big models for us, really exciting. And um, we love working with both those types of organizations, both the homeowner direct, which is a direct to consumer, and then also the partners, which is something that we're very skilled at, which is a B to B to C model. And what do people get with their subscriptions? That's great. So what they get is they get the ability to safely and securely track a home inventory. So we speed up that process by helping them understand the generic items and the generic spaces in that um, in their homes just by answering a few short questions. And then at the same time, they can then go in and customize it and add more data for themselves. That can be photographs, videos, documents, receipts, et cetera. And then the other thing that they get is a maintenance calendar. So we pre-populate part of that maintenance calendar so that they uh, understand what they need to get done. They can then go in and customize it. If they see tasks that they want to add um, to their calendar, they can do that in two ways. They can either simply add a task whatever that task may be, or they can also search through our 150 other maintenance tasks that are sitting in the system, and then they can simply add it and create a schedule for that. They can even decide who within their family or which contractor they're going to use to make sure that that um, activity gets done. The other thing that they can track is project management for their projects. And as we've seen this past year, there's been a lot of projects happening in a lot of people's homes. And one of the reasons why they want to use our product is they can track all the items that they need to consider for that project, all the cost involved so that they do not go over budget, which is really important. They can track all the photos, all the documents, and all of that is important if they resell their home. In some states and counties, there is a method of using a lot of this data and this project information against any capital gains. Now, we're not accountants. You do need to check with your uh, accountant in your local communities. But tracking this information is also something that's very important. And then the other thing that you can track is your finances. So when your mortgage may get paid off, um, how much your home is actually worth all your annual costs of managing your home, which is really important because most people think that the cost of managing a home is your taxes, your insurances, and your mortgage. And they forget about your maintenance, your projects, the contents that you have in your home. So we give them a full view of the total cost of home ownership. And you can look at that annually so that it helps them better budget year over year over year, and they don't have any unexpected challenges, which also goes back to reducing their stress because we want to make sure that nothing is as much a surprise as it doesn't have to be. And then when they're all done with that, they can take a subset of that data and transfer it to the new buyer and the new buyer can continue to manage the property that they once owned. And then they can take all their other documentation, like their contents of their home, and take it to their new property and then start another process of managing that home. Awesome. And what's the competition in the space? Well, that's one of our challenges. We're one of the only products out there that does exactly what we do. We have other um, smaller types of solutions that do exist, meaning 
when I say smaller, I mean, they do a subset of what we do. So there's inventory apps out there. There's people who use maybe um, generic systems like Dropbox or box.com and they just use all those little systems. And that's a great solution to track documents. It's a great, there's a great solution to track photos, even videos. But one of the things that we believe in is good data in is good data out. And so if you put in data, we have reports about all your inventory, about your maintenance tasks, about the cost of your maintenance, about all the project data, so that you are understanding not only what you put in, but also that you can make good decisions about your home and your properties. Maybe you own one, maybe you own multiple homes. And then that those decisions can be met with also balancing your overall cost to manage your life because your homes are so expensive. We spend about 33% of our annual cost on our homes, which is a lot of money. You know, with you said it's a 10 year old company and then there's this whole ecosystem that you're building. Over the last 10 years, have you looked at other ways of tapping into the ecosystem in terms of other products, services, pivots, anything at all? Yeah, that's a great question. So um, originally we sold B2C and we wanted to go to market because we had to prove that our product was a viable product that homeowners would use it and then that they would pay for it. And that was important. We always knew we wanted to work with all the partner communities like we have now and going back to the ecosystem you're talking about. However, we needed to prove that we could sell it to consumers and that did happen. And so we spent the first bulk of the time doing that. Now, as we all also understand is, um, or for people who don't, selling to consumers is extremely expensive. You've got to stay in touch with them. You've got to stay present with them. You've got to make sure that your message resonates with what they need. And um, one of the things we also learned with our consumers is that micro-messaging works best. Um, they love the fact that we're an all-in-one solution, and that's the ultimate messaging that they love. But really targeting what's important to them at that very moment that they're in their homeowner journey is what's important to get them to take action. But once we did that, we realized that our partner communities can help us get to market and grow in our business faster because they already have the network of customers. And one of the things that many of these partner communities struggle with is how do I stay connected after that initial transaction? I sell them an insurance policy. I, I secure a mortgage with them. I sell them a house. How do I stay connected with them throughout their entire homeowner journey so that they remember me in seven to 10 years when they want to sell their house? So that they remember me when they knew they got a mortgage from me, but maybe they don't know I offer refinance or home equity loans. Maybe they don't realize that I can make sure that they're properly covered in their insurance because over a period of time, you'll acquire some new items in your home or the environment that you live in may change. And what I mean by that is a good example is California and Florida. In California, we've had a lot of fires over the last several years. And so there are changes that are occurring with a lot of the insurance companies. So it's important that you stay on top of that. How do you do that if your insurance company is not connecting with you? So our professional side and our partner side allows our product to stay connected to those customers and to provide additional information to our customers through their customers as well. So it's a dual process of making sure that messaging comes from whatever company we're working with to the customers that are shared by both them and by Homzada. 
And that's really, really important. And as we continue to grow our company, we're also going to be able to connect our homeowners with the products and services that they need at the time in which they need them. So a good example of that may be someone's trying to do a remodel in their kitchen, making sure that we're providing them resources to the products that they need, for instance, like a refrigerator, is very important to them so that we can streamline that process. So we have a lot of visionary goals for that and making sure that we can connect with that over the long term and to help the homeowners be as efficient as possible in every aspect of home management. You know, what's been the, the, the fundraising journey like as you continue to evolve the company? It's fun. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm just a little laughter there. Fundraising is always an interesting concept. Um, when we first started HomeZada, um, we realized that we would probably have to start with our own capital. So as individuals who are part of that other startup, we um, did fairly well on that startup. So we could set aside some of our own um advances that we received from the previous company and placed it into Hamzada. So that's the first thing. So we had some wins there that we could do that. The other thing that we realized was um, instead of going directly to a lot of angels, because we did do some of that and they, we were a little, probably a little too early in the market. So they didn't see the forest through the trees right away. A lot of our colleagues and friends that we were connected to from our previous life were reaching out to us saying, how do I invest in your company? And I was quite stunned by that because I'm like, there are friends and family and they're not necessarily familiar with investing in tech companies. And that was one of the reasons why they wanted to do it. Once we started asking them, why do you want to do this? They said, listen, I'm either a surgeon, I'm in construction, I maybe be in the tech industries, but maybe not. But I want to be a part of that early stage investment opportunity that I wouldn't otherwise have been given because I'm not in the San Francisco Bay area or I'm not in New York or I'm not somewhere where there's a lot of tech. So I want that opportunity. And I think your organization, your team is onto something really great. And so how do I be a part of that? So that first initial seed rounds that we secured was from most of the co-founders, but also from the family, friends, and colleagues that we connected with who really wanted to be a part of that opportunity. And so we wanted to grant them that opportunity. And I uh, personally had read somewhere that if you don't ask your family and friends, they get insulted that you don't ask them. So it's better to ask and have them say no than to ask or to not ask at all. So we chose to do that. We didn't know who was a qualified investor. We didn't know who was in the um, ability to actually put in some money. We didn't know who was, who was in any of those categories. So instead of us trying to figure that out, we just asked them and we gave them the criteria. And that, that then allowed them to say yes or no to us. And that helped us secure our seed round, which was amazing. And then from then on, now we're in this place where we do need to secure a Series A. And it is a $5 million Series A. And we've had some of our partner companies actually put in some of that money as convertible notes until we raised the full amount. And that's been a really exciting because those companies are telling us that they want to be a part of our journey and they believe in what we're doing. And now it's a matter of filling the rest of the round. You know, you mentioned that uh, not just the U.S., but you've had uh, clients in other countries as well. 
what was that exposure as a result of? Was it word of mouth or was it a concerted effort in getting that exposure? Did you really aim at going international? So initially we did not aim at going international. And in fact, today we're still focused on the US because it's a large market. There's 120 million homeowners in the US. That's a very, very big market. However, when you are a digital company and you have homesada.com, people can just find you. And when we say there aren't hardly any competitors in the United States, that's the same internationally as well. People are looking for tools to help them better manage their homes, especially anyone who has um, multiple homes as well. And we find that happens a lot internationally is maybe someone lives in Germany, but they have a home in France or they have a home in Spain in addition to their home in Germany. They're like, I need to find ways to better do this. And not using tech is making things really challenging because I have different um, service providers in each area. I have different languages I need to speak. I have different types of scenarios that I need to address. And so those individuals found us simply through search engines, so digital marketing, through word of mouth, because maybe someone else has written about us um, in a different part of the world. And we do get write-ups a lot in uh, around the world that we don't even know that they're happening. So that becomes very exciting. And then the other thing that happens is they specifically are, like I said, they're searching for something and they're searching and searching and searching. And then they will actually schedule calls with us because they want to know a little bit more about our company. They want to know a little bit more about what our products can do for them and then where our growth opportunities are. And we do believe there is a lot of international growth opportunities for us. And we plan that specifically as um, we talked earlier about the naming of Hongzada. You know, we wanted to make sure it wasn't offended to anyone um, internationally as well, because we knew that there was always opportunity for growth internationally. It just is coming a little bit faster than we anticipated. And it's people who are searching for us, which um, means and leads me to believe that people really do need um, tools to manage their home. And we prove it every day just with people signing up every day. You know, you're a female co-founder and I believe you have two male co-founders, right? That's correct. Yes. So what's been that journey like for you? You know, being the female co-founder in a group of three, has that been an advantage or a disadvantage? I think both sometimes. I mean, to be perfectly honest, I mean, so as I discussed earlier, I came from commercial construction, which for the longest time was probably 95% uh, males. And so I never really thought about it any, any way differently. Um, one of the things that we do in our um, team is we specifically all know our swim lanes. It's apropos for the Olympics coming up, um, but we know our swim lanes. Um, my co-founder, David, is the key developer on our team. And he focuses on the architecture of the product, the development of the product, and also some of the futures of the product from a development perspective. My other co-founder, John, he focuses on a lot of our finances. Um, we all do, but he focuses a lot of our finances. He's the primary individual that will go after investment opportunities. And he's also the designer of the product. So he looks at it from taking the development side and taking all the feedback that I give and the customers give from a usability perspective, and then making sure we're designing a really quality product. And then myself, I focus on business development. So all the partnerships 
that we work with. And I also focus on the customer view of things. So as a chief customer officer here at our company, I focus on what the customer would want. Um, that's even focused on the privacy policies, um, knowing and understanding the terms and conditions of our product and communicating to our customers from a marketing perspective. So because we know our swim lanes, it helps us as a team well understand how we can succeed and how we can grow. Now, as a female, because there is a female in our company and there is a big push for an opportunity to get more funding for females, there are oftentimes more opportunities where we can get in front of investors because we do have a female co-founder and there is an advantage in that. Um, as females, we do get asked different questions as it relates to uh, the growth of our company. Uh, there are more conservative questions that get asked, asked of um, females, more growth opportunity and aspirational type questions that get asked of the male co-founders. So the way we see it in our company is we just get balance and um, we kind of push forward with that and moving forward on how we can grow our company. And because we already have strategies in place, and we know what growth looks like with those strategies when we implement them, we keep moving forward. We are willing to try new things and that also helps with our team because we are a team that um, likes to have discussions and we believe in healthy conflict. And as I just described, because we have swim lanes, we have to force um, a healthy conflict within our company to understand each other's role and the impact of a decision that could, um, in fact, change the way the product works, uh, change the way we market it, or change the way we design it. So all of that is very, very important, and we continue to do that as a team. You know, your team, how is it uh, spread out? You know, is it all out in California, or are you all over the country? Great question. So being in tech um, and being with a previous set of companies, we automatically um, had a lot of remote people with our previous companies. And so having this company, we understand what that's like. So um, in the Meridian company and in the Hamzada company, we have co-founders in California and we have co-founders in um, British Columbia, Canada. It's always worked out that way. Awesome. And um, it's been very beneficial to us uh, for a variety of reasons, just because of skill set. And then when it comes to our employees and our contractors, they're usually spread out um, across the US, wherever we see fit and how, where we see find the best quality of people. And that quality of people can be anywhere. It could be Iowa, it could be California, it could be Florida, it could be Virginia. And we work with contractors and employees all over the place. How have the last uh, several months, the pandemic months treated you, you know, with uh, the, the way business is done shifting? How has that been for you guys? Yes, yeah, so for us, the change in how business operates hasn't been that different because I just described to you that our co-founders right. are in two different countries, let alone two different uh, states. The saving grace is that we're on the same time zone. Um, so that's the first thing. The second thing is um, one of the things we saw was an influx of people now really wanting to manage their homes. So we saw an influx of people actually signing up for Hamzada and actively searching out for a solution like Hamzada. So that's the second thing. The third thing we saw, um, which we saw beforehand, um, because as a startup, a large companies kind of respect the ability, the, the startups limited funding 
to go out and about and not being able to travel to do sales calls. So we were always doing um, meetings online or phone calls online for sales calls prior to the pandemic. But one of the things that we saw is it's even more accepted and it's accelerating. And that has been fabulous. We've also been invited to a lot of accelerators for tech companies around the country that would normally only accept people in their particular geography. That's been hugely beneficial because it's a lot of connections we're building, not only with investors, but also with um, organizations on the um, partner community side, whether it's insurance or fintech or what have you. So that's been extremely helpful. And then we also saw a lot of events move from in-person events to big conferences to online events, which has been extremely affordable for a startup. Um, when you think about what you need to do to get to an event, and I think you can relate to this, you not only have to pay for the event itself, but you have to pay for the travel and costs that it takes you to be at that event. And then you also have the opportunity cost of not being in your office. So because those have moved more online, you can not only go to the event, save money, but you can also do all of your other work after hours. So you have reduced all of those different costs significantly. And I think that's been a huge positive with the pandemic. You know, in terms of plans for the next year or the next couple of years, what do, what do those look like for you? So continue to grow our business both on the um, homeowner side, but also on the partner side. And we've got a healthy um, pipeline of both. Uh, also continue to raise our next round of funding, which is going to change the trajectory of our company as well, which is exciting. And to continue to um, make sure that we're building a product that benefits our customers, uh, building out that ecosystem that gives them more of what they need to be successful in their opportunities of home management. You know, there's this whole uh, debate between owning a home versus renting a home, which is more beneficial, and there's different schools of thought. What's your take on it? So my take is, um, is it, it's almost like leasing a car and buying a car. It's the same thing. So I believe that owning a home, it's a, it, for the most part, it's a long investment opportunity. And I look at it that way specifically. And if you are looking at owning a home and you look at the long-term value of it, it, the equity in a home can actually be part of your retirement package. It's a very beneficial opportunity to do that. Um, so I think that's a big deal. If you are not sure you want to live in a particular place right away, and maybe you're moving there and you're going to stay there just for a little bit, maybe a year, and you're not convinced you want to stay for good, then renting is a good idea. And um, not all markets are going to go up as fast as some, for instance, like California is, is growing and growing and growing constantly. But that also means it's very expensive to get in as a first-time homeowner. So renting may not, maybe your only choice. Um, but that doesn't mean that's a bad thing. So you can start renting and start evaluating where you want to move within your specific region. And I think that's also very positive, especially as we see a lot of people moving from region to region. We're seeing a lot of transitory people 
in the United States right now. A lot of people from New York going to Florida, a lot of people from Boston going to Maine, um, people going to the Carolinas and the, the coast, people from California going to Idaho, Nevada, um, other parts of California. It's just a lot of movement going on. And if you're not sure where you're going, renting for a small period of time could actually benefit you versus spending all this money to buy a home because you still have closing costs and then realizing I can't stand where I live. So I think buying a home long-term for the long-term gain is super, 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 super valuable. And I'm a big, huge proponent of it. But if you're not ready for that yet and you're not sure of where you're going, renting is a great opportunity to get started before you make a commitment. It's almost like, um, it makes me think of this. It's almost like if you want to taste a wine before you accept the whole bottle. Right. Now, where do people find you? Uh, they can find Homesada at homesada.com, H-O-M-E-Z-A-D-A.com. And then I am on LinkedIn. You can get me at E. Dodson uh, on LinkedIn, and you'll see I'm pretty active on there. Um, I have been out a couple last couple of weeks, so I am doing some catch up, but I love LinkedIn and I love connecting with people and learning about their businesses and how I can help them. Awesome. Well, Elizabeth, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for sharing your story as well as the story of Homes Other. Before you leave, one takeaway for the listeners, anything that you'd like to share? Yes. Um, pay attention to the connectedness in life, um, meaning there's a lot of things that are connected in your life, but you may not be aware of it because you may not be paying attention. And our homes are an example of that. There's a lot of different service providers you work with. There's a lot of different contents that you have in your house and maintenance tasks and so on and so forth. But there's a lot of other things in life that are interconnected. And so pay attention to those connections because living siloed could actually mean you've got blinders on and you may not see all the different connections as they come together. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We wish you the very best with your company as well as your own career and going out there and making it big. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me.